Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. This is another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Episode 520 on the dock tonight. Getting over some waiver wire pickups. Look. Week 15 is upon us. It is the first week of the fantasy football playoffs. Very excited that we've made it here. Long off season, right? Long build up to draft season for fantasy football. Then we get into draft season for fantasy football. Dynasty takes over after the NFL draft. And then we get into August, which is really just constant drafting, right? We make our predictions. We get going. We pick our sleepers, our breakouts, our you know, uh, avoid the players we think are going to bust our first round locks, you know, our, our, uh, targets, you know, in the late rounds, late QB streaming tight ends, handcuffs, breakout wide receivers, rookies, the whole thing. And then we go through the first month of the season. Things start to unravel. A couple injuries happen. COVID still a thing. Boom. First half is done. Then we get into the second half of the season. We start making second half predictions, right? We had our 500th episode with our good friend, Cynthia Freeland of NFL network, analytics expert she brought on some second half predictions me and the boys did as well some of those have panned out some of those haven't panned out all of a sudden we gear up for the fantasy football playoffs and now here we are if you started playoffs last week we hope that you got that victory that first week and you're in round two if you have started and moved everything up this year your trade deadline and your fantasy playoffs for week 15 16 and 17 with week 18 being a DFS week and a dud so you can relax after you win your championship. That's what you should have done. If, though, you're doing 14, 15, 16, or you're doing two weeks apiece, which is a thing, right? Two weeks in 14 and 15, two weeks in 16 and 17, maybe the championship week then in week 18. However you're doing it, we're in the fantasy football playoffs, so we welcome you to that. If you're new to the show, we would really appreciate you giving us a like, a follow, a subscribe, a comment, wherever you're watching or listening, streaming live right now, we're back on the podcast side, Facebook at Fantasy Focused, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter at Fantasy Focused. You can also listen to our podcast at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, wherever you listen to the podcast, of course, streaming through the Believe Podcast Network. Now I'm going to get in to some Week 15 waiver wire grabs. I'm going to discuss the schedules, right? There were some hot names that came off the waiver this week. I'm going to discuss whether I like those moves or not, right? For example, Rashad Penny, number one running back in most people's waivers. Not super excited about it on the road versus the Rams, right? 18th matchup against running backs. I don't love it, but better matchup against the Bears next week. So we're going to look ahead at week 16. For those of you that have the bye week this week, right? You're sitting pretty in the number one seed, the number two seed, and you have a buy. You're looking ahead to beat the waiver wire next week. What I recommend you do is you use that time right now where your opponents and the rest of your league are buying for this week to get the win. You look ahead. We're going to talk about some of the matchups for better or worse next week in week 16. And then next week, I'll come back on. We'll talk week 16, of course, in the moment and look ahead to week 17 as well all right so we'll go with some last minute ads if you still have time for waiver wires for week 15 
talk about some of those big names, whether I like them or not. And then we're going to look ahead at strength of schedule for next week in week 16. So you can beat the waiver wire or you look, if you have dead weight on your team at this point, right? You have a wide receiver six. You're not going to play a third string tight end. You're streaming quarterbacks, extra guy. I like two defenses. I like two tight ends and quarterbacks, but the reality is if you don't think you're going to play those kind of guys this time of year, Drop them. Get them out of here. Put whoever you can on your waiver wire ad. If you can add people from COVID, do that. If they're injured, put them on your IR. If, look, they're dead weight and they're not going to come back and play and they're still on your IR, drop them. Maybe you can put somebody else on there. You are only going up against the people in your playoffs and you have to win each week. Just because you're the number one seed does not mean you're guaranteed to win next week and get to your championship. Just because you're the number six seed does not mean you're guaranteed to get smashed this week, right, by the number three seed and don't have a chance to move on next week. There's upsets every single week in fantasy football. We need to be ready for that move. So again, last minute week 15s, looking ahead to week 16s in the waiver wire ads. I got your comments coming in live. I'll get to some of those as well. Once again, I am your man, Sky Guasco, rolling in with the week 15 and 16 waiver wire ads. You can find me on Twitter at Sky Guasco, S-K-Y-G-U-A-S-C-O on Instagram at fantasy football underscore T-C-K pod. And of course, on YouTube at Fantasy Focused Channel. We have a live stream for three hours of Start Sit content every single Sunday morning from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Time. I'm rolling solo tonight. I've got a lot of information. I'm going to share my screen here in just a second, show you my big board and my chart, and we're going to get into this. But before we do, I want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Bet Online. I'll be right back with my waiver wire grabs. Bet Online is back and better than ever a new web interface for the rest of the NFL season and the NBA season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all football and basketball action this season. Make sure to head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V Five zero believe 50 to receive your bonus from football to basketball to NHL to boxing to UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 seasons bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts all right let's get in here we have our waiver wire ads brought to you by our friends at Cara Factor, and we're going to give Cara Factor a shout out as we get through this. All right, so you know how I roll down with the waiver wire ads. Again, I have a spreadsheet tonight. If you can see it streaming live here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter, and for the podcasters, of course, you know I roll it down verbally the best that I possibly can. I have it broken down into my positional rankings, five quarterbacks, eight running backs, Likewise for wide receivers, tight ends, DSTs, and kickers. I have 51 names on this list. I'm not necessarily going to go in depth on all 51 names, but I am going to mention all of them, and I'll try to do it as quickly as I can. Again, I'm going to recap who they're playing this week if I like the matchup this particular week, okay? If it was a good pickup, if you can still pick them up, if you want to make a swap out for a streamer, or look ahead at next week. Maybe they don't have a great matchup this week, but next week, maybe they have a better favorable matchup. You can look ahead. And when you pick somebody up on the waiver wire a week early, your league's going to go, what the hell are they doing? Right? 
that's a terrible matchup or blah, 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 right? You got to zig whenever other people are zagging, okay? Call some Omaha's, get a hitter competition. Let's get into it. All right, I'm going to start at the top here with Tua Tungavailoa. Miami Dolphins, only 36% managed. Great playoff schedule overall. These two weeks going up against the Jets this week, eighth easiest against quarterbacks, ninth easiest next week in New Orleans inside. I like that a lot, okay? New Orleans has been obviously historically a great defense, but not this year. Tua has been playing a lot better. Eighth best matchup this week, ninth best matchup next week. Tua Tungavaloa is my number one streaming quarterback this week. Next up, Jimmy Garoppolo. You guys know I don't rep Jimmy too much. I'm a Niner fan. I don't love him as our quarterback for our football team to win championships. I know we had our opportunity. That is in the past. <laughs> but for fantasy, He's not going to win you weeks either, but he's also probably not going to give you a dud. The running game is not as dominant as it should be. Elijah Mitchell's been in and out. Jeff Wilson has not been up to par, unfortunately. All these other rookies, Jermichael Hasty and Sermon, these guys are not coming up as well. So the run game is not as dominant. Now, they're going to use it as much as they can to throw off for uh, passing game and play action. So Jimmy is going to get work. Brandon Ayuk has come out of his shell. Kittle is unstoppable lately. Debo Samuel getting healthy again. So if Debo can play, Jimmy Garoppolo, available in 78% of leagues, going up against the Atlanta Falcons this week at home. Second easiest matchup for quarterbacks. Next week at Tennessee, sixth easiest matchup. Jimmy Garoppolo, a good streamer. Don't look now, but Big Ben Roethlisberger, also a good stream as well. This week in Pittsburgh versus Tennessee Titans, sixth easiest matchup. Next week at Kansas City, seventh easiest matchup overall. But let's be careful here. Kansas City, like last year and the year before, have played much, much better in the last month. So while overall they've given up the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks in the season, that's where I get this metric, that is they're more middle of the pack. They've been a lot better. So I don't expect Big Ben. That's why he's not higher on this list. Also, Chase Claypool in the doghouse, right? I am a little bit worried about Big Ben, but look, in Superflex, he might be available. Almost no quarterbacks are available this time of the year in Superflex leagues, but if you're in a Superflex 10-team league or 12-team league, there might be a couple quarterbacks startable on the waiver, and Big Ben might be one of them because he hasn't overly produced this year. These are at least plus matchups for this week and maybe next week against Kansas City. He's my number three. Number four, Justin Fields. Okay, This week, going up against the Minnesota Vikings, Third best matchup for quarterbacks versus the Minnesota Vikings. This is in Chicago. You have an indoor team like the Minnesota Vikings this time of year going down to Chicago, playing outdoors. It's going to be freezing cold. We know that in Chicago in primetime, Justin Fields has looked much, much better the last couple of weeks. He's starting to run the ball. Not crazy passing the ball, but the Bears have looked better on offense. Allen Robinson is back, waking up a little bit. David Montgomery has been great. Darnell Mooney has been fine. So, Third best matchup this week. I like Justin Fields. Next week, however, though, at Seattle, the Chicago Bears have to go basically across country. A rookie in that environment in Seattle. Seattle's starting to play much, much better lately. 25th against the pass this year. Don't love that. So if you need to stream Justin Fields, do it this week against Minnesota. Third easiest matchup. Maybe pass next week for Seattle. So maybe you go Justin Fields this week and then – you know, to a Jimmy G or Big Ben next week uh, if you need to do that. Now, Matt Ryan's another option here, okay? Um, I usually only put guys that are rostered in less than 50% of the leagues. Matt Ryan is rostered pretty much everywhere. But if he's available on your waiver wire, 
I don't love his matchup this week, and next week is against you know Detroit 23rd, but in single quarterback leagues, he may be available. And Matt Ryan's good for you know 250, 300 yards a week, two touchdowns, three touchdowns a week, and I think against Detroit at least next week in streamable option, he should be able to chuck it. So just keep an eye on Matt Ryan. Okay, those are my quarterbacks. Once again, Tua, Jimmy G, Big Ben, Justin Fields, and Matt Ryan. All right, I'm going to give a quick shout-out here to our friends at Carefactor, and we'll be right back with the rest of our list. Let's give a shout-out to Carefactor. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carefactor. Carefactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carefactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarefactor.com. That's shop.mykerefactor.com. Carefactor, skincare for hair. All right, let's get back to our waiver wire ads. 15 and 16. Dennis, I see you. Nice try. What it is. Appreciate you jumping back in, my man. And then Beach, I see you in here as well. Guys, I'm rolling solo tonight. I will get to those questions after I roll off the running backs. Stick with me. Again, if you're tuning in right now, you're new to the program, please give us a like, follow, subscribe anywhere you're listening. Really appreciate it. Give us a rate and review on the podcast as well. It literally takes five to ten seconds. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a five star if you feel that. Give us a three, whatever it is. Drop us a question if you need to and let us know how you feel about the pod. It would really, really help us out there. All right, let's get into our running backs here. Now, Rashad Penny is the number one running back, but let's be careful, okay? Again, I think he should be the number one running back. And if you spent all of your remaining fab or your number one priority on Rashad Penny, I don't blame you, okay? I tried to spend the remainder of what I had in a couple leagues and it wasn't enough because people out me at this point. Rashad Penny should be the number one because of his opportunity in Seattle. No Chris Carson. Alex Collins isn't doing it. But I don't use injury prone ever. But if there's a guy that you're worried about injuries more than anybody else, unfortunately, it's Rashad Penny. All right. Great talent out of San Diego State. When this kid's been on the field, he's been very effective. Bobby's been repping him for a couple seasons here. He finally kind of broke out last week over 130 total yards and two touchdowns. But can we trust it? Okay. I want to be clear here. Last week when he broke out finally, that was against the Houston Texans, okay? The Houston Texans against the run are bottom 10 in pretty much every metric. The next two weeks, let's be careful. I'll highlight it here for you if you're watching on, on, the, on the screen. Going at the Rams, okay? James Conner had a nice game, all right? Through the air, though. Now, flared out passes. He had that one-handed grab, touchdowns, whatever. James Conner played very well, and the Cardinals offense played very well. First of all, the, the Seattle Seahawks' current version is not as good as the Arizona Cardinals offense all around. Also, James Conner didn't do anything on the ground. That was all through the air, through flare passes and whatnot. 
Okay. Now, if they're in the goal line situation, Rashad Penny might get a goal line touch and fall into the end zone, but he's not a huge part of the passing game. Okay. That might still be Alex Collins. It could be Travis Homer. That could just be, you know, the running, uh, the wide receivers. That could be the tight end. Russ could scramble, whatever. Right. Russ isn't a huge dump off quarterback and he has been to Chris Carson, but Rashad Penny has not been a huge pass catcher. So at the Rams, I don't love. Okay. 18th. So middle of the road matchup against running backs this week. Next week, Chicago, as I mentioned with Justin Fields, Chicago's going up to Seattle. Okay, so that's a better matchup. They're 14th against uh, running backs, which is actually better than the Rams. But I think Seattle has a better opportunity in that game. It's non-divisional. Bears have to travel. Young quarterback. You know, Seattle. I know about a playoff run at this point, but they could definitely be spoiler of a couple of other playoff teams. And you never count out Russ. Those guys are catching fire at this point. So Rashad Penny should be picked up. If you picked him up, well done. And I think it's good because you need any starting running back at this point if you're hurting. But if you blow all your fab, I'm not super pumped about it because of his remaining schedule. We'll see what happens. He's going to have to get 15, 20 touches. I don't see that in this offense. He's going to have to score, which he could get one, but I don't see a lot of pass catching either. So if you're in PPR leagues, you might actually be at a, a deficit there, unfortunately. Okay. All right. So Rashad Penny should be number one. He is my number one. If you got him, great, but he's up against the Rams. I don't love it. And then the Bears next week. Let's talk about Boston Scott. Now, look, all these other running backs, okay, are pretty much second, third stringers at this point. You know how running backs go, but I do want to just kind of mention it in case you need handcuffs for other starters. Boston Scott, right behind Miles Sanders, who looked good right before the last game here, going up against Washington football team, 21st against running backs. Not good. If you can see on my screen, red is bad. Green is good. If I left it white, it's kind of just middle of the pack, right? Top. 10 matchup is in green, bottom 10 matchup is in red, middle of the road is in white, okay? A red matchup here for the Eagles, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott going up against the Washington football team. But in week 16, at the or he's at the Giants at home in Philadelphia, eighth easiest matchup for running backs. I like Boston Scott. Also, Boston Scott has scored a touchdown or two in every matchup he's played in his career against the Giants. I like him as a streamer, especially if Miles Sanders, for some reason, isn't 100% at that point. So I don't like Boston Scott this week, but if you have Miles Sanders, I would pick him up for your handcuff. This is handcuff season. Drop your fifth string wide receiver, okay? Drop your third quarterback. Drop your third tight end, all right? Drop your backup kicker, whatever. Get rid of dead weight on your rosters. You don't need him anymore, all right? Be careful and pick up um, your handcuffs. Okay, Tevin Coleman. I'm not excited about Tevin Coleman at all. I don't like the matchup this week. However, going up against Jacksonville at home with the Jets in week 16. We don't know what's going on in that running back, but that could be for pride, if nothing else. The Jets versus the Jags could be for pride, could be for NFL draft order. I don't see the Jets throwing that game. All right, Urban Meyer's going to be out next year. Dude's been a joke. All right, Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine long-term, but just hasn't happened this year. The Jags could blow that game one way or another to get a better draft slot. The Jets, I think, are actually trying to turn around their franchise right now. Robert Sala, I don't see him just fucking throwing a game, okay? I like the Jets coming out playing hot. So if you need a streamer or you're tough in any injuries or COVID situations, Tevin Coleman could get you a baseline. Better off in standard and half PPR, but, you know, Tevin Coleman. Another couple of deep names here, Rex Burkhead against Jacksonville this week. And then up against the Chargers, though, I've also got Royce Freeman on this list. All right. Fourth stringer getting an opportunity here. Jacksonville this week, 
at or, and then the Chargers at home in Houston. Chargers sixth easiest matchup for running backs this season. Jordan Howard, I just got to mention him. I'm not excited about it, but if you don't get Boston Scott or he's not available, you have Miles Sanders. Look for Jordan Howard. I mentioned Boston Scott and the Eagles, Washington football team this week in Philly, and then they've also got the Giants next week. Ty Johnson, another Jet. Again, if you don't get Tevin Coleman, look at Ty Johnson at Miami this week, Jacksonville next week. Dearness Johnson's interesting, all right? Kareem Hunt gets hurt in this last game. Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb, and he's absolutely dominant. He's a must-play, but he hasn't been super dominant lately. Maybe it's just the Ravens matchups the last couple weeks and then the bye week, but that whole team has COVID. If Dearness Johnson can get a little bit more work, he's got the Raiders this week, fourth easiest matchup, and then at Green Bay, 17th. I don't like the matchup, but this is going to be a cold game. It's going to be a lot of running. You know Rodgers is going to put up the points, and I think that if nothing else, Dearness Johnson could be the pass-catching back if Kareem Hunt misses significant time. So Dearness Johnson is somebody I want on my rosters, especially if I had a Browns running back. And then again, I mentioned Royce Freeman is my other guy there here with Burkhead. So again, Rashad Penny, okay? Then Boston Scott and Jordan Howard for Philadelphia. Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson for the Jets. Rex Burkhead and Royce Freeman for the Houston Texans. And then Dearness Johnson as well are some kind of bottom of the barrel scraping, streaming running backs if you need somebody at this point of your season. Okay, I'm going to take a quick pause here. We're going to get into wide receivers and tight ends. And then, of course, I got your DSTs and kickers here for you too as well. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out here to our friends uh, in the comments section. So you guys have been with us all season long. I really appreciate you. Uh, I know I've been on a little bit less lately. Uh, I just got some stuff going on in my life and you know, work schedule or whatever has been a lot different these days. And, and Bobby and the, and the rest of the crew, Jordan, um, Levy and Buck and, and the rest of the crew has really picked up the slack. So, so much love and appreciation for the rest of our squad. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, but the reality is I just unfortunately have had to kind of take a step away a little bit. Haven't been on the Sunday lives doing this waiver wire show, but that's basically what I've got, unfortunately, at this point. So appreciate all you guys sticking around here with us and, and showing love as well. And once again, if you're new to the program or just haven't done it yet, I'd really appreciate if you give us a like, a follow, a subscribe on all the networks or wherever you listen to us. It really helps us out algorithmically. And it also lets us know that people are out there. Share the program with a friend or a family member. If you got a homie in your league or whatever or some other league, that you want to give a little extra advice to, please share our programs. It would be much, much appreciated from us. All right, let me get into your questions here really quick, and we'll go into the wide receivers. Beach, I want to start with you, buddy. Hello, Sky Guasco. Good evening, my man. I need two people in front of me to lose, and I need to win this week to make the playoffs. Okay, so you've actually extended playoffs to, to what, 16, 17, and 18. In the future, Beach, I don't recommend you do that because now – Week 18 is the new week 17 from years past, right? That's something that – let me lower my camera a little bit. There we go. You can see me a little bit better. Week 18 is is the the new week 17 from years past, right? I don't love that because you you might have stud players, right, getting benched. Now, this season, we don't have any dominant team. We don't have a, a Patriots of old or the Saints or the Colts with Manning used to do this all the time the Broncos, right? Um, the Chiefs over the last couple of years, Packers. We don't have a team that's running away with the AFC or NFC, which is good for fantasy football. That means all of our stud players should be playing week 17 and even 18 for playoff positioning, for home field advantage, for NFL seating, whatever it is. That's good. But in the future, I would not play your playoffs 16, 17, and 18 with your championship in 18 
because you get far less dominant workhorses in week 18 if that team is either out of it completely or locked up a position, right? Because they don't want to risk injury and they're going to sit their guy for NFL purposes, which could hurt your fantasy team. So I recommend you go 15 for your first round, 16 for your championship rounds, you know, kind of your conference championship, if you want to call it your second round. And then week 17 now is going to be your fantasy football championship in my opinion, moving forward. So best of luck this week, but let's maybe correct that for next week. All right, Beach, you got a question here. Ayuk Pittman, Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, or Keenan Allen need to start three. So I'm basically benching two. I'm taking out Pittman in this matchup here. I'm going to keep rolling with Jamar Chase. Came back in a big way, two touchdowns last week. I like that a lot. Mike Evans with AB still out. If AB is still out this week, I'm going to go Mike Evans. And then look, if Keenan Allen is back off of the covid and he comes in full full participation, and he can play this week, I'm going to roll Keenan Allen. If they still have a COVID scare, which there's like 76 players in the NFL right now have a COVID issue on the list, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were out, or excuse me, Keenan Allen was out last week. If he's out again, then I would go Brandon Ayuk. So ranking these guys, I would go Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen if I can play him. If I can't, then I would go Brandon Ayuk. And uh, I would sit Michael Pittman regardless. All right. I hope that helps. Dennis, what it is, man. Appreciate you jumping in here. I got two questions for you. Half PPR bye week in week 15. All right. So you got that bye week this week. Well done, my man. You're you're one step away from that championship round. Only care about week 16 and 17. I have Kyler, keep Claypool and Devontae Parker or grab AJ Green and Rondale Moore. Well, you probably know by now, Dennis, but I'll throw it out there. Nuke Hopkins is done for the regular season, right? Suffered an injury, unfortunately, in primetime versus the Rams. He's going to be out the next couple of weeks. Could be back for the NFL playoffs, but he is most likely out for the fantasy playoffs. I, I don't think that crushes Kyler Murray because they're really deep at the position, but A.J. Green and Rondale Moore, no. What I would do with these four players, I would drop Claypool. First of all, he's he's had a couple big plays, but not consistent, Right. Also, Mike Tomlin doesn't want this dude on the team. He's in the doghouse, okay? I would drop Claypool. I would keep Devontae Parker as long as he can stay healthy. I think Tua has a nice playoff run here. Keep Devontae Parker, drop Claypool, and then pick up A.J. Green, leave Rondale Moore on the waivers. Rondale Moore is super fun. I think the kid's going to be awesome in years moving forward. Maybe A.J. Green retires or moves on next year. Christian Kirk could happen. He could move on as well. I like Rondale more long-term, but he's kind of a gadget play right now. And yes, he could get more work with Nuke Hopkins out, but I think Christian Kirk and AJ Green are going to be the ones and twos. So I would pick up AJ Green, leave Rondale more out, and drop Claypool, keep Parker. I know that's a lot, but I hope that works for you. Okay, another question here. Dropped Gay for Butker, slight upgrade at quarterback, or kicker, excuse me. Um, I know Bobby isn't there. Would love to hear your opinion. Yeah, Bobby, you know he's the kicker guru. But I will say this. Matt Gay has been totally fine, right? Dominant for the Rams, obviously, Butker for the Chiefs. It's all going to be about schedule, right? And you have two elite kickers, two elite offenses. I lean Matt Gay, actually, only because of the indoor matchups the rest of the season here. Um, Kansas City, Arrowhead can be rough this time of year. Uh, but, you know, honestly, you just have to go, which offense do you do you like at this point? The Rams are moving the ball again very well. The Chiefs have all woken up too. So I think it's kind of a wash, man, to be honest. If you want to go with Butker, I can't knock you for that. If you stick with Gay, that's totally fine too. So I think you're going to be just fine. However, 
Ask Bob on Sunday morning. He'll have a more in-depth answer for you. All right, let's see here. Beach, you're also in here too. Is Taysom Hill a good start if Josh Allen can't play? Yes. Roll with Taysom Hill, absolutely. Nice try. What up, my man? Any ideas on Jeff Wilson? Dude, Jeff Wilson's breaking my heart. He was one of my breakouts this year, right, for my Niners and all that. Um, He's just not as efficient as he was last year. Uh, If Elijah Mitchell can't go again, though, and Mitchell is – and. Jeff Wilson is the guy, then yes, I would I would stick with with Wilson. But look, he's not getting the pass catching work. This offense runs long drives, which is nice, but they're about chewing up the clock and moving at four yards a clip. Unless Jeff Wilson can break a long run, which I don't think he can right now because of his knee issue, uh, lingering issue from earlier in the season. He's going to be a plotter. We know he gets the goal line work, but he hasn't gotten the touchdowns lately. So if you have to start him and Elijah Mitchell can't go, I think he's okay as an RB2, RB3 this week. But honestly, like, I'm not excited about him because he might get 15 touches, but he's doing less with them than you would expect a 49er running back to do. So I would not just start him to start him because, unfortunately, he's not as dominant as he was. Okay, I got a handful of other questions, but I got to get back into things, guys. Um, got the most points in the league and two teams. Well done. I agree with you, Dennis. I agree with you. I asked because of Hopkins. Didn't know exactly what you said, Green or Claypool. Um, there you go. Uh, perfect. Okay, there you go. Uh, last question here from Beach. Do you think Elijah Mitchell plays this week? If not Hubbard or Jeff Wilson, I would stick with Hubbard again. Again, uh, Gabriel Hubbard, I uh, get it. The Chiefs are rolling. There you go. Yep. And let's get Earthy Links in here. What's going on? Have a question with two running backs, Gibson, Elliott, Javante Williams, Jeff Wilson. Two wide receivers, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, or Peoples, Jones, Flex, whatever is left. Okay, so two running backs, Gibson, Elliott, Javante. Um, I'm going to go with Gibson and Elliott if Pollard doesn't play. If Pollard plays, I'm going to go with Javante Williams. Two wide receivers, uh, Deontay Johnson and Keenan Allen. If Keenan can't play, then let's go DJ Moore. Okay, and last one here I'm going to get into. If you had Kyler, would you drop someone like Devontae Parker for Taysom Hill? Yes, I would. Let's get to, to Taysom Hill on your bench just in case. All right, boys, thank you for tuning in. And uh, let me get back here to the rest of the program. And before we do that, let's give a shout-out to our friends at Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. want to introduce you to our newest sponsor, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. They're a brand-new banana-based hot sauce Founded by four University of Michigan grads. Shouts out to the Wolverines. Their sauce is an absolute must-have at any draft or watch party. Put it on nachos, pizza, wings, or literally any dip, and you will never be forced to eat boring party food again. I promise. The sweet heat and the chili banana combo provides a truly delicious restaurant-quality flavor. They currently offer two flavors, the original with the white label and the spicier Mui Mui that comes in the red label. I'm more of a mild guy, but if you like the spice, the Mui Mui is what you want. Be super excited to officially be part of the Bomba Nation. Hashtag Bomba Nation. We hope that you'll join us there. Head over to the website, www.seekthespice.com. Use the discount code TCK at checkout to get 10% off of your order. Once again, Bomba Banana Hot Sauce, banana-based, not banana-flavored hot sauce. Seekthespice.com, promo code TCK.
All right, y'all. Let's get into the second half here of our, our third quarter, if you will. I did the quarterbacks, did the running backs. We're into the wide receivers here. We'll do a big chunk, and then we're going to get into the DSTs, kickers, and tight ends for you. With our fantasy football playoff schedules, this segment here, we're just going to transition a little bit, give a shout-out to our friends at Lightbox, a new sponsor of the program as well. All right, this is going to answer a couple of your questions. You guys just asked me about Devontae Parker, A.J. Green, Donovan Peoples-Jones, a couple of these wide receivers. Let's get into it. Okay, once again, if you're streaming live, you can see my spreadsheet up on the screen. If not for the podcasters, I'll get into this verbally for you. Okay, my number one wide receiver to pick up here, Devontae Parker. Didn't break out until, what, you know, five years into his career, whatever. But we know the talent's there. He's had a couple of good games this year when he's been healthy. The problem, and I do like Tua's, Tua's schedule versus the Jets and the, and the Saints. The Jets have actually been surprisingly very good. They're the sixth hardest matchup against wide receivers this year, but they're the worst against running backs, so maybe that's just because everyone runs on them so heavy and they don't have to pass on them, so the numbers are low. So when you look at a graphic like this, and I tell you they're like the 26th matchup, which is like, oh, shit, that's not, that's not good for wide receivers. Think of it big picture. Like, are the Jets actually that good where they're dominating wide receivers that well, where they're the sixth toughest matchup? Or, think about it, their de their defense lets up the most rushing yards to, to running backs at fantasy points, so offense is just running, 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 and passing when they need to. Therefore, the number given up by the Jets' secondary is lower, so that makes them a more challenging matchup in fantasy metrics. Does that? I hope that makes sense, but that's kind of how I look at things. So the Jets are the 26th. They're, they're red here but they're not as scary as maybe somebody else looks, okay? Like, look down the list here. The Raiders, the the Chiefs, the uh, Panthers, 27th, 25th, 30th, they're actually that good, okay? Somebody like the Lions, somebody like the, the Jets, they're not a good matchup on paper, but they also give up so much rushing, teams don't have to pass on them as much. So just think about it that way. Devontae Parker, though, going up against the Jets this week in Miami. I like that matchup. And then next week at... New Orleans, again, fifth easiest matchup for wide receivers. I like that a lot. They're not as scary as they used to be, okay? My wide receivers are a little bit out of order here, so kind of bear with me. But um, I'm going to kind of keep going down the list here. I made an order, but I'm just going to kind of go down chronologically to cover everybody. Okay, AJ Green, Christian Kirk. We brought them up earlier. I like either one of these guys. Don't know who's going to be the number two. Um, I kind of assume it's going to be AJ Green out of seniority with New Hopkins out. But Christian Kirk is the one catching the deeper bombs, right? So maybe A.J. Green's like a possessional guy, first downs, whatever. Christian Kirk is going to be that guy to take the top off. And then, of course, you have the auxiliary player in Rondale Moore with Nuke Hopkins out. But I want both these guys on my team. Again, at Detroit, okay, nice matchup. And then that's indoors, which is good. And then you have uh, Indianapolis, 13th best matchup at Arizona. So I like that for both those guys. Tough name here. Kadarius Tony, I know it's not exciting, but I got to mention him versus Dallas coming up here. Look, anybody for the Giants that's on the roster, I got Sterling Shepard in this as well. Okay. I don't love them. I don't necessarily want to play these guys, but who somebody's got to play for the Giants. And that's a starting wide receiver. Just take an eye on him. This week against Dallas, giving up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Next week, though, against Philly in Philly outdoors. I don't love that 29th matchup. So be careful with Giants, but I had to mention those two guys. Donovan Peoples-Jones came up from Cleveland. At the, or the Raiders are in Cleveland this week, right? The whole team for the Browns, basically, the head coach Kevin Stefanski, Baker Mayfield, everybody else has COVID this week. 
All right. There's a chance a bunch of these guys don't play. I don't love DPJ this week, especially if Baker's out. It's going to be Case Keenum. But again, we talk about number two quarterbacks, number two, number three wide receivers. Case Keenum and Donovan Peoples-Jones have a lot more work together in the offseason than Baker Mayfield and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Call me crazy, but if DPJ is healthy enough and he goes and Case Keenum plays, I, the number one wide receiver there for the Browns potentially with Case Keenum in, he could be a DFS dart throw. He's got the big play possibility. I like that. Stream him if you need to at Green Bay the next week. Not amazing. Okay. Alan Lazard. All right, and MVS for the Green Bay Packers at Baltimore. Not as scary as they have been over the years. Their secondary is absolutely decimated with injuries. They have a lot of COVID as well. And then Cleveland Browns go into Lambeau Field, probably in the snow, on the 23rd uh, 23rd ranked pass defense against wide receivers. Again, not as scary as it sounds. So the Packers, Aaron Rodgers is on fire. Of course, it's the Devontae Adams show. But MVS and Alan Lazard are both options here against the AFC North. At Baltimore versus Cleveland at home the next couple of weeks. These metrics, 18th and 23rd, not as accurate as the numbers show because the Browns have been decimated with COVID. The Ravens have been decimated with COVID and injuries. I'm not really worried about it. And frankly, Aaron Rodgers is playing at his best right now. Next up, Gabriel Davis playing very well. Of course, Josh Allen's got to play, right? Got a little bit banged up this week. Versus Carolina and Buffalo. And then... You know, at New England, I don't really love these matchups, but I think Gabe Davis is kind of becoming that number two. I love Gabe Davis in Dynasty. If you can get Gabe Davis now for cheap in Dynasty, I would do that. I think it's going to be Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis next year when Emmanuel Sanders, maybe even Cole Beasley are gone. I really like Gabe Davis long-term in Dynasty. This next couple of weeks, though, if you need a streamer, like a high upside wide receiver three type, you could throw him in as a dart throw, but don't be – he's the kind of guy that – he could have two catches for 26 yards, or he could have you know six catches for 120 and two touchdowns. Be careful, but he's a guy I could stream. Next up, Nick's, Nick Westbrook-Akeen. Look, last man standing for the Tennessee Titans, right? At Pittsburgh, ninth best matchup for wide receivers. I like that a lot. Niners, my Niners go cross country into Tennessee, 14th matchup. I like Ryan Tannehill. Look, Julio Jones didn't dominate coming back, but he is going to take attention away. Nick Westbrook-Akeen could benefit from that. A.J. Brown maybe comes back eventually. So if you have a little decoys out there, if nothing else, NWI could be somebody to look at there in the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have been absolutely ravaged the last couple of weeks. Jalen Guyton, look, this is my dog. He is filling in very, very well, right? Again, another guy I really like for dynasty purposes. Mike Williams is a free agent. He will probably move on from the Chargers next year. Jalen Guyton should be that number two outside, opposite of Keenan Allen moving forward with Justin Herbert. I like that connection a lot. This week going up against Kansas City, I don't love it, but it is in L.A., so a good travel for Kansas City, divisional matchup. Kansas City's played much better. Again, 25th does not show what they've done the last month. However, Justin Herbert is playing out of his mind. And if Mike Williams or Keenan Allen aren't 100%, I do like Jalen Guyton. Even if he does, you need a dart throw. You're going up against a big opponent. You need the upside play. You can play a guy like Gabriel Dave, or excuse me, Jalen Guyton. And then at Houston next week, fire him up. A couple other guys here. I'm going to throw Antonio Brown's name in the mix here a little bit. Suspended, but he could be active this week, could be active next week. Going up against the Saints this week. Um, look, if AB is active, I'm playing him. Um, but he is still at number three, maybe number four with Gronk healthy. But he's got the big play upside, touchdown upside. I just want to put A.B. back on the map if you have a roster spot 
to burn. A couple other guys here. I won't dive too much into this because we got a lot of names to cover here, but I'll just blast through a couple more names. KJ Osborne for the Minnesota Vikings at Chicago at the Rams this week. I like him a lot. Still Adam Thielen, a little bit banged up. Jefferson, KJ Osborne caught a deep touchdown last week. I like him a lot against the Rams. Jalen Ramsey comes back. I'll probably pass on that. Kendrick Bourne for the New England Patriots at Indianapolis off of the bye week. And then Buffalo, right? I'll take him against the Colts. Don't want him against Buffalo. Rashad Bateman, over 100 yards with a backup. Lamar Jackson could be back in this week. Going up against the Green Bay Packers, 15th best matchup. Bengals next week, 12th best matchup. I love me some Rashad Bateman. I think he's going to be great for a long time soon, probably as early as next year. But it's going to be volume. Kind of a DK Metcalf, if you will, right? Lower upside DK Metcalf kind of guy. He needs the volume to get it done. We'll see what happens, but Rashad Bateman could be rostered. Jamison Crowder, Robbie Anderson, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown are some other wide receivers. I like Jamison Crowder against the Dolphins this week. Sixth easiest matchup. Again, um, Robbie Anderson against Buffalo. Don't love him this week, but next week against the Buccaneers. He could be good for a deep shot if you need that. Amon Ross St. Brown, 17th best matchup against the Cardinals this week. That's in Detroit. And then you have at Atlanta next week, also indoors. Third best matchup for fantasy wide receivers. That's a lot there. All right. I'm going to take one more quick break here, catch my breath, give a shout out to our friends at Lightbox. We'll get our tight ends, DSTs, and kickers in, and then we will get out of here. Here's a shout out to our friends at Lightbox. Shout out to our new sponsor, Lightbox. Say goodbye to the dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price. $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones of blush pink, beautiful blue, as well as classic white diamonds. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off and priced so they won't have to. They really make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com and add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. All right, let's get into the DSTs, the kickers and tight ends here. We'll kick it off with the tight ends and I'll get to a couple more of your comments here. Nice try. I see you down there. Um, I'll just answer that really quick. I'm in the playoffs, of course. 12 team, full PPR, no buy though. Should I play defense or pick up spots my opponent needs? or be nice. Well, don't be nice. This is a fantasy playoffs. All right. Be nice as a person, but in fantasy, look, we're going for W's. All right. Just do it with integrity and uh, don't be shady about it. I would personally, if your team is set and you're dialed in and you don't need to pick people up, you should play defense and pick up what your opponent needs. For example, if your opponent has a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, um, Josh Allen, somebody like that, that may not play this week for some reason, Baker Mayfield, who's going to have to sit then I would go pick up a guy like Taysom Hill, right? Uh, pick up Tua Tunga Valoa, uh, uh, Big Ben, Jimmy Garoppolo, some of these other guys I mentioned up earlier, because they're going to have to get that quarterback, right? If they have maybe New Hopkins is one of their stud wide receivers, he's out now. I would go pick up Devontae Parker, okay? Go pick up A.J. Green or Trish, Christian Kirk, right? Rondale Moore. Pick up somebody that they're going to need and play defense absolutely. Just be careful that – 
you know, you don't drop somebody that might be beneficial for you for the next couple of weeks just to play defense. I know what you're trying to do. I'm into that. I do it too when it makes sense. But make sure you're not hurting your team to hopefully hurt their team. Does that make sense? So, yes, nice try. I'm into it playing defense. It's a great strategy this time of year. Just be careful. Think it through and make sure you can maybe use that guy once or twice. Or, look, maybe you don't have to use him at all. But make sure you don't drop a guy this week that might be beneficial to use, let's say, next week. Okay? All right. Let's move in here to the tight ends. And Gerald Everett is my number one tight end here at the Rams 18th matchup. Chicago Bears 26th matchup. Tight ends matchups obviously matter. But at the same time, it's like how the team uses it, right? Gerald Everett, Bobby mentions it every week when he does his player trends episode, which is the most beneficial episode on this channel. I'm telling you right now, I you listen to it every single week. Bobby puts in hours of research for you all on that player trends, team trends, key injuries episode that drops every Saturday. Please, please, please tune in. Find that if you don't watch it live, tune into the podcast Saturday night or Sunday morning before kickoff and make sure you listen to that episode. It's very very insightful. He mentions every single week, Gerald Everett is not only on the field more these days, but when he's on the field, he's running routes. That's what you want from your tight end, okay? Against the Rams, against the Bears, not great matchups, but when you have a player out there running routes constantly, I like that. Russ and the Seahawks playing better. Gerald Everett's number one. C.J. Ozama, okay? Not a sexy name. Two great games. Been kind of a dud otherwise. Denver this week, don't love it. Next week against Baltimore, third easiest matchup, surprisingly, against tight ends. Had a good matchup against them earlier this season. Austin Hooper with his other two guys down at the Raiders, second best matchup for tight ends. Okay, Case, Case, excuse me, Case Keenum coming in, right? Might be beneficial for the tight end here. Austin Hooper's a good streaming option. Don't love him next week against the uh, Green Bay Packers, though. Tyler Higby, Ricky Seals-Jones, and James O'Shaughnessy. Also, other good matchups. Look, if you can see my screen right now, look at all this green. Now, some of these are DSTs. You can see in my purple right here. These are DSTs. But Austin Hooper going against the Raiders, second best matchup. Tyler Higby going up against Seattle, fourth best matchup. Ricky Seals-Jones going at Philadelphia, number one best matchup for tight ends in fantasy football. James O'Shaughnessy, Bobby's guy, versus Houston, eighth best matchup against fantasy uh, tight ends. And then next week for O'Shaughnessy also gets the Jets' seventh best matchup. All right. O'Shaughnessy is not a guy that's going to get eight, nine targets, but he is one of the only weapons they have in Jacksonville. And versus Houston and New York Jets, they should be able to move the ball a little bit. Washington football team going up against Philly. I like that move a lot. Look, Tyler Higby with the Rams ravaged in COVID. Tyler Higby against Seattle could be getting more work. He was out last week, of course. And then again, Austin Hooper versus the Raiders. I like that a lot. Okay, so those are my tight ends. Let's go to DSTs. For those of you who play DSTs and kickers, I got you. Every other channel for fantasy football, for some reason, loves to mock kickers, especially in DSTs, and they never actually talk about them. And I get it. It's like the, the punching bag of fantasy football is kickers and DSTs, and you shouldn't play them, and they're unpredictable. I get all that. The reality is a lot of us play with kickers and DSTs. I've always been a proponent to play with DSTs and kickers because they are part of real football, so they should be a part of fantasy football. But so many networks, the giant networks, the independent networks, so many people skip over this shit. I'm going to try to break it down for you. Bobby's the kicker's guy. I might have to take over DSTs next year so we make sure we dial it in for you all. Let's start with the defenses. Miami Dolphins. Unlikely they're available. Only available in 53% of fantasy leagues. But if they are, go pick them up. They got the Jets this week. Fifth best matchup for DSTs. And then they got at New Orleans. 
right? Not as scary, right? Drew Brees obviously gone. Michael Thomas gone. Alvin Kamara played very well last week, but now that he's back and they know that he's healthy, they're going to corral him a little bit more. Taysom Hill is a weapon, but the Miami Dolphins have been creating turnovers. They've been getting stops. I think they can play pretty well inside here at New Orleans. I like the Dolphins for the next two weeks. Cleveland Browns. It's tough with the COVID situation, but they're playing the Rams, or excuse me, the Raiders, who also have a COVID issue. So the Cleveland Browns could be a team, 10th best matchup here with the Raiders. That's another green matchup here, right? Don't love their week 16 matchup. That's an X for me. Minnesota Vikings going up against at Chicago, Justin Fields. They just got ravaged, all right, recently, but I do like them against the Bears and Justin Fields here. So if you need the, you know, again, they're my DST three. So I'm going Dolphins and Browns first. Then the Vikings don't like him in week 16. Cincinnati Bengals off and on this season. At Denver, Denver doesn't score a lot of points. I like that matchup there. And then Baltimore, surprisingly, is the seventh best matchup for DSTs. Lamar Jackson has not been Lamar Jackson, and now he's injured. He's got an ankle injury. Even if he plays, he's been having more turnovers than he has touchdowns. Tons of rushing yards, but he has a sprained ankle. So is he going to run as much? Probably not. And he's not as dominant as a passer. We know that, okay? So I do like the Cincinnati Bengals this week at Denver, next week with Baltimore coming to Cincinnati. And then we have the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Don't love them because their defenses aren't amazing, but they're playing each other this week, all right? Sometimes you have two bad offenses playing each other, which means doesn't matter how bad the defenses are, they could have an opportunity. Jacksonville Jaguars, the number one offense for DSTs. Trevor Lawrence, career-high four interceptions last week. I like that a lot. Houston, okay? Who knows what they're going to bring out? Davis Mills has played pretty well right? But they have no run game. They have one wide receiver, no real attack in this game. Fourth best matchup for DSTs. So if you're really scraping or DST, you want a cheap buy, Houston and Jacksonville play each other. All right. Jacksonville plays the Jets in the following week. Houston, I'm out on that matchup. And the Chargers, again, unlikely they're available, but I'll put them on the list. Don't like the matchup this week versus Kansas City, but next week at Houston. So again, if you're the number one seed, number two seed, you have a bye week, Beat the waiver wire. Go get the Chargers. Go get the Bengals. Go get the Miami Dolphins if you can. Seventh, seventh matchup and fourth matchup there for those teams. Finally, the kickers. All right. Evan McPherson. Don't like the matchup for him this week. Dustin Hopkins, Mason Crosby, Robbie Gold. I don't like the matchups for them this week. But again, number one, number two seed. You need to stream a kicker for some reason. Look at the following week. The Bengals. Okay, move on to Baltimore. Dustin Hopkins gets Houston, Mason Crosby gets uh, the Cleveland Browns, and Robbie Gold at Tennessee there. I like those matchups for the, the uh, second week. If you do need a streaming kicker this week, you could look at Jason Sanders for the Miami Dolphins against the Jets, second most fantasy points to kickers. And then next week at New Orleans, ninth best matchup, Brandon McManus for the Denver Broncos, Cincinnati Bengals this week, 17th, they're kind of middle of the road. But I don't see Teddy B scoring a lot of touchdowns on the Bengals. Could be more kicking opportunity. We know the altitude in Denver helps. Brandon McManus plays that to his advantage better than anybody. I like Brandon McManus there. At the Raiders indoors, third best matchup for kickers next week in week 16. So you can play him two weeks. And then Randy, don't call me Reggie Bullock. Bobby's always got him as a streamer this week at Pittsburgh. Okay, that defense, again, getting run over and getting passed on. So I think that even though Tennessee has struggled on offense, they can move the ball a little bit. At Pittsburgh, fourth easiest matchup for kickers. Next week, going up against uh, my Niners, 
I don't love the matchup necessarily, but again, kickers are kickers. Randy Bullock, Brandon McManus, and Jason Sanders are my favorite kickers this week. Next week, if you need somebody, you can look at Brandon McManus, Jason Sanders, or McPherson, Hopkins, Crosby, Gold, or Randy Bullock as well. Whew. That's a lot of names, y'all. I appreciate you jumping in. Nice try. Thanks for the shout-out, man. Always appreciate you. Um, I'll see what you can do on the Sunday. Hopefully, we can play a FanDuel again. I'm sure the Bucks would want a rematch. Yes, they do. And I always appreciate you. Nice try. You've been in- incredibly gracious this year. And uh, 10% of all contributions to this show during our episodes or during the Sunday live show, 10% of that goes to our friends at Good Sports. And we know that Good Sports is a great organization that helps youth get to play youth sports. Those of uh, those youth that are under, you know, underprivileged kids helps them. And we really appreciate you being a part of that team. So nice try. You've been a huge contributor this year. I know we've got something for you uh, in the mail and, and we've got some things going for you the rest of the season. So we appreciate you. Good Sports has helped over four, 541,000 kids in 48 states. They're getting $15 million plus worth of gear for underprivileged youth around the United States to play youth sports. 10% of all the donations that come to this show go to youth sports. We donated $200 last week, or excuse me, last month, hoping to increase that here in December. So if you're feeling the holiday spirit, you got a little extra change here, five bucks, 20 bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever you want, donated to the show that helps us. We dump back 10% to our friends at Good Sport. And again, Nice try. We appreciate you always uh, being a huge affiliate for there. I do have another question here. I want to get to that. Trey, 16-team league and no other QBs available. Yeah, that makes sense. Wentz versus New England. I don't like that. Heineke may not be 100% versus Philadelphia. Look, the Patriots have been absolutely on fire, and they're coming off of a bye. Carson Wentz has played very well also. I don't want to quarterback against – I don't want to quarterback versus New England right now even though I think they sell out against the run versus Jonathan Taylor, JC Jackson and crew is playing very well right now. I I think I'm going to take my risk on Heineke, assuming he's healthy enough to play versus Philadelphia. It's a divisional game. I think they're going to be points scored in that one. I will stick away from Wentz at new England and go Heineke there in the 16 team league tray. Uh, Wish you the best there. Okay, everybody, I'm going to get out of here. It's a long one for me solo. Appreciate you guys always coming through and uh, being supportive of this show and what I do and what the rest of the boys do. We're here for you all off season as well. So as we wrap up and the rest of you guys get your hashtag TCK titles in the next couple of weeks, come back to us during the playoffs. We're going to have DST breakdowns. We're going to have fun FanDuel matchups. If you do not yet have a FanDuel account, Create one. Let us know that you did. All right. Let them know TCK sent you, and we will include you into our FanDuel matchup every single Sunday. You can play against us. We appreciate that. We do have awards for you every once in a while. And once we get contribution up to certain benchmarks for dollar marks, right, 500, 1,000, 2,000, we have some giveaways for you as well. So, again, any contributions coming to our show, of course, we much appreciate. 10% of those contributions, no matter what the number is, goes to good sports. All right. Also, shouts out to our sponsors on the show today. We appreciate all of them being huge supporters of our program. This episode and all episodes are brought to you by Bet Online, your number one sports betting experts, and the Believe Podcast Network, where you can find our podcast, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Leave us a rate and review. Give us a subscribe, like, 
follow and comment anywhere you watch or listen to our show on the Fantasy Focused Network and the Fantasy Football Network on YouTube as well. We appreciate everybody. It's a long one for me. Episode 520 in the books. For those of you in the driver's seat in the number one or two seed, congratulations. I'm right there with you in a couple leagues. Take the week off. Enjoy it. Pre-game, study your opponents for next week, and let's get that advantage. For those of you in the hunt right now that either need to still make the playoffs or you're in the hunt, let's get that W. Stick with us all week. Coming up uh, tomorrow is going to be Bob and Jordan, of course, and then Bob and Buck later, and then Chris and I will be back with you, and then, of course, all the boys with you on Sunday morning from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern for three hours of start-set content. No more football teams on a bye. It's full go. Fantasy football playoffs on the mark. Super pumped up, y'all. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Congratulations to everybody in the fantasy playoffs. Stick with us for the next couple of weeks. Let's get those hashtag TCK titles. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. It's been absolutely a blast throwing down all this content for you tonight. We'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.